0: Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. My guest today is Amy Daniels. Thank you so much for listening. Going to get some business out of the way real quick. That business, of course, is our website, TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there, check it out, see the stories, see the photos, read the articles, and most importantly, see the links to our social media. And by that, of course, I mean our Facebook page. Give us a like, please. There are links to all this stuff at the bottom of our homepage. Go there, click on our Facebook page, give us a like. There's, of course, our Twitter page, which is Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. There's our Instagram page, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on all these. Please do that. If you want to write me, you can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. And also on our website, we have links to uh, LinkedIn, which I got to admit, I uh, I'm not on there frequently. But uh, it wouldn't hurt. Let's link in on LinkedIn, all you business-type people who use LinkedIn. And, uh, of course, our links to Stitcher Radio and iTunes, where uh, most of you are listening to this podcast right now on one of those. If you're on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, especially on iTunes, please give us a good rating. That helps people find the show because it boosts our presence and uh, helps people find us easier. So that's always a good thing. So give us a good rating or say a few nice things on iTunes. I would appreciate it. And you can subscribe for free. So, hey, that's my kind of price. And I know that's your kind of price, too. So we're just coming off Labor Day weekend. Where did the summer go, folks? I have no idea. I've gotten around a bit this summer. And uh, all year long, and I hope you have too. I got some great guests coming up who have been a lot of different places, and they have some great travel tales to tell coming up later in the year. My travel for the year is not done yet. I am planning to go to Ireland in October. I'm bringing my mother to Ireland. Isn't that sweet? Who's a good boy? Me. It's her dream trip, and I promised I would take her this year. So that's where we're going And uh, I've been once already. She's never been. And if you have any suggestions uh, on traveling throughout Ireland, I would appreciate them. You can write me at Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know. What do we got to see? I know there's the highlights, but uh, anything off the beaten track. And if you're in Ireland and listening to this, you want to hang out, maybe have a pint of the black, as they say, which I can't wait to have Guinness in Ireland again. oh, it tastes amazing there. If you think it tastes different, you're right. It does taste different over there. It tastes awesome, and I hope Mom enjoys it. Mom likes a a cocktail every now and then. Not a big beer drinker, Mom, but uh, maybe we can change that while we're there. Anyway, my guest today is Amy Daniels, who is a friend of uh, a friend of mine, Ria Chu, who is uh, sitting in the room during this interview and off mic because I didn't have a second mic for but it's pretty good. Amy uh, has plenty of stories on her own, and it's still the only person I've ever met, really, who's been to North Korea. So we get to that later on in the show, but uh, she was uh, very cool, and it was a pleasure to meet her, and I think you'll like her and her stories. Please welcome Amy Daniels. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here with Amy Daniels. Rhea just told me, my friend Amy's in town. And Rhea is here. And I'm sorry, Rhea, you're off mic. So uh, you could speak all you want and we're not going to hear you. (laughs) Or unless you go really loud.
1: Which is probably not hard for her. Just kidding, Rhea.
0: But Rhea, of course, uh, you've been on the show a couple times. Mm -hmm. And Rhea said you guys have traveled often a lot together. You guys went, you did Everest Base Camp. Yes, about two years ago. Okay, let me paint the picture for everybody. I know Rhea from uh, my old job at TBS, and she was a producer there, and travels a lot, and you hiked to Everest Base Camp, uh, amongst many other hikes. You did Mount Whitney, I think, too. Mm. Mount Whitney, and uh, you just got back from hiking the John... John John Muir Trail. Muir? Did you say Muir, Muir? yeah. Muir. John Muir Trail in California. Yep. Okay, and... How do you two know each other? How do you and Rhea So,
1: Re and I went to um college together. Well, we we did a study abroad program in college together. So in from 97 to 98, we did a year in China.
0: No way. Yeah. In 97-98. Yes. Which Long is amazing people because they're only 21 years
1: old. Yeah. Oh, aren't ah, you a dear. See,
0: that's how you do it, fellas. <laughs> that's how it's done. <laughs> Uh, so you were in China with Ria?
1: I was. I why was China? China?
0: When you had all the uh, the whole world to pick. Yeah. And this is like 90s China. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not even ni- now China. Exactly.
1: It's 90s China. It's before Hong Kong went back to China. Yeah. It was uh, still a British colony. It was hardcore. So I think why China um, was because when I was in middle school, I lived in Hong Kong with my family. Mm. So it was just two years there, but I feel like that was like, that was... That was enough for me to get a travel bug and for me to be really interested in Asia. Okay. So I thought I wanted to go back.
0: So middle school, yeah. the most awkward time in everybody's you life. You bet. You bet. You decided to go to Hong Kong. Well, yeah. you didn't decide. It wasn't said, my
1: choice, and kind I wasn't of very li- happy about it. What line it.
0: of work was your dad in?
1: Um, IBM.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he was transferred there just for a short time. It was seventh and eighth grade. Obviously, middle school was really yeah. tough,
0: but... It was an awful time of everybody's yep, life. Yeah.
1: But but the experience living in an Asian city was you know amazing. Okay. And paint
0: that picture. Where did you grow up? Where were
1: so I grew up mm-hmm. in in Connecticut in a relatively small town. Which
0: town? My um, mom, my mom's from Connecticut. Oh,
1: okay. So uh, Richfield was Richfield. before Fairfield County, about an hour from New York City. Okay, okay. So, You're like
0: a New York suburb.
1: Kind of. Yeah. My mom
0: was around Hartford. She was in okay. Simsbury, and that's right where a
1: lot of my family is from, also the okay. Hartford area. But, right. Yeah. Okay. I grew up a little bit like an hour from New York City, and it was small and you know not that diverse. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we were told we were moving, you know, halfway around the world to a crazy city, and it was.
0: Yeah. Did you have brothers and sisters?
1: I have a sister, younger sister, okay. two years younger. So
0: you're the old one. Yep. And I you're am. going there at 7th and 8th. Yeah. You're all excited. You're, you're in Connecticut. You're yep. fitting in. Yep. And now you're, you don't fit in at all
1: uprooted and uh
0: did you live right in hong kong or we did
1: we lived in the hong kong island i don't know if you're familiar and with well, it well i was there
0: once yeah there's kowloon and then hong right kong. so
1: we lived in the island and we lived in a beautiful area called repulse bay so we were really lucky because we were on a nice high high rise on the eighth floor which is a lucky number and uh in China, um, and looked out into the, to the bay, and it was just, it was gorgeous, okay. so it was a great spot.
0: So you get there, what kind of school, was this like a, an American school, or was it? was it- an
1: international school, okay. it was so called people from all over. International School, exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so
0: um, curriculum-wise, yeah. tougher? Easier?
1: Um, I think it was about the same as middle school. And, and the funny thing is, you know, I could choose any language, and obviously they offered Chinese, but why I chose to continue with my Spanish <laughs> is beyond me. But yeah, but do you did.
0: need it now more than any? More it, yeah, than I it's wish true. I continued with it.
1: Ex- exactly. So I took Spanish, but it was very similar to like regular, cur- you know, curriculum in the States.
0: Okay, you didn't pick up any Cantonese?
1: I picked up my address in Cantonese oh. um, and some swear words, <laughs> right. and that's about it.
0: Was your address so you could tell the taxi drivers? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because my sister
1: and I, and it's a very safe city. In general, I find like Asian cities very safe. And so my sister and I would take taxis by ourselves all the time, and it was okay, you know, no problem. Now,
0: this was, I mean...
1: 80, this was 89. 90,
0: yeah, yeah. No, wait a minute. Okay.
1: 89 to 91 so ta- wow. was when I was in middle school. So
0: we're talking, this is pre-internet, pre-all that stuff. This is
1: pre-all that. And this was also the first time I went to mainland China,
0: mm. which was...
1: Which, was which a few- I still
0: have never been. So.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it's an awesome place to go. And, um, at that time it was a little scary cause it was very, it was not as, um, open and commercial as it is now. Um, and it was also a few months after the Tiananmen square event. Oh, so I good went, timing. Yeah. Good timing. So, you know, my <laughs> mom and dad decided, you know, to take a trip there and we went to Beijing for a week. Um, and it was very interesting. It was very interesting. See, yeah. Now, about a week, about a week.
0: I love Hong Kong because yeah. it's like, there's a great mix of, uh, East and West. Yep. There's parts of it. You think you're in London. Yeah, and then you know it's it's and then you get great dim sum. Yeah, you know, so it's like best of both worlds. Yeah, but then stuff. you go to Beijing, yeah. it's the real deal. Now you're hardcore.
1: It's the real deal. It was. Um, I just remember it being very sort of depressing. Everything yeah. was gray. There were no colors. There were very few cars, which is ironic because now you know yeah. you're, it's it's like you know no you can't move anywhere. There's so many cars. It must have been
0: so much quieter. Than it was it is quieter. Now.
1: Everybody was on bikes. Bikes everywhere. Um, but we had to be escorted everywhere. Um, you know, and and there was only one store. It was the Friendship Store, which was the only place that Westerners could shop at.
0: The Friendship Store,
1: yeah, close to like um, which actually like, still like existed Walmart when we and I were in China too, as well. But it, it's kind of like um, you know where you get all the touristy stuff. But there was you know it was the only government sanctioned store you could shop at. Oh, okay. And it was close to Tiananmen Square and and um, and Forbidden City and stuff like that. This so. is before
0: McDonald's had made it in there, or it
1: was before McDonald's. Okay. It was, <laughs> yep. This yeah. got
0: to be scary. Did you, get, uh, did you get sick or anything? So the ironic Everybody gets thing, sick, I hear.
1: Well, I got sick before we left. Okay. And one of the crazy things that happened was, I remember when we landed into Beijing, my dad was like, well, you know, Amy, as you know, this is a really, you know, sort of strict country. They're concerned about foreigners. They don't want, you know, to you to bring anything in, you know, to the country. So pretend that you're not sick. Because I was really sick. Like, I had the flu and they were like, just... You know, just make sure, you know, pretend everything's okay when you go through customs. Um, so I didn't listen to him because in the customs line, I fainted.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: I was, when I woke up, there were a bunch of, like, security guards hit over me. And I was probably interrogated for, like, an hour or something, like, checked out physically before they let me into the country. And
0: you're, like, 13 years yep. old.
1: exactly. Oh, that's yeah. comfortable. But that's it was, not scary so, I at mean, all. So it was a tough, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a little, it was a little <laughs> unnerving. But, um, but, you know, so, a good story, I think.
0: So, so remember, what Your first reaction when you got off the plane, you walked into the city in Beijing at that point, and it says 89, what was your reaction? Just gloomy. Gloomy, yeah. Gloomy,
1: kind of sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gray. Yeah
0: they still weren't wear wearing the the mao outfit I mean were they? no
1: yes and no I mean oh, it was very boy. it was very kind of robotic and 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 monolithic and you know not not that spectacular and beautiful obviously when you got to the Great Wall and Forbidden City and like Summer Palace stuff. I mean yeah because that's right. all the ancient historic beautifulness that they preserved but just mm-hmm. in general it was it was it was interesting. It was and, tough. Very different than Hong Kong.
0: And just the mass of people. I, yeah. I, I haven't been to mainland China, but I've been to India, and I can yeah. only imagine that's kind of similar in that. Just the, like uh, that much humanity in one place. Yeah,
1: there are a lot, there are a lot of people. It's a little that's overwhelming. Sure. It can yeah. be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. And Hong
0: Kong can be overwhelming, yeah. too, but yeah. in a much more fun way.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
0: have you yeah. been back to mainland China since?
1: I have. I was back um, in... So that when I went back next was in 97, 98 with um, the study abroad program, and then...
0: And that must have been like night and day. It's like it cars. It was. It and- was
1: night and day. But this This is the weird thing I always think about China is that I thought it was night and day. It was a good, what was that, almost 10 years since I had last been there. Changed, you know, over that 10 years remarkably. But then I went back for work like um, in the early 2000s. And it just, every time I went back, it seemed like it was another city. Right. Like it just blew up. And, you know, um, cars were, or bicycles were replaced by cars. And the hutongs, those really charming like old, Chinese residential neighborhoods yeah. were destroyed and 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 skyscrapers were put up in their place so it was just such a dramatic shift but I mean still fascinating to see change yeah over if they time.
0: if they want to build something yep, they just they build just it. Do it
1: there's they just no, like do it. Yep. <laughs> they
0: just walk in hey and you know this house your family's nope. been living in for 3,000 years it's gone that,
1: and that's what they do yeah, yeah there's no so. this
0: eminent domain well, it's yeah. all eminent domain really. yeah
1: exactly so
0: have you been back since the uh, Beijing Olympics um, I
1: have not been back since 2004. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's been a long time, and I'm sure I won't even recognize it now.
0: Well, you, you travel internationally all the time for your job.
1: I do, so yeah. So what
0: is your job? You can tell the people. What so you I do. work
1: for a foundation called Autism Speaks, which funds autism research. And so half of my job is sort of working in the international sphere, um, helping countries sort of set policies for autism and raise awareness okay. of disability and that sort of thing.
0: Sounds very selfish of you. Yeah, I know. Very I know. very selfish. It's all about me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I read for a Cadillac commercial today. Now hey. boy do I feel selfish. <laughs> what an asshole I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Okay, I just took a drink of beer folks, if you, there hear, you have if you it. heard that that was uh It's Friday happy hour.
1: Exactly. Glad you've you got wine, you've got beer.
0: Right, and there's a reason that uh, You guys are in town, and well, you were in town because you guys just came back from the John Muir Trail. We
1: did, and
0: tell me, uh, what is the John Muir Trail? How long is it? How long does it take?
1: Okay, so the John Muir Trail was established. in California, I
0: should tell people. It's in
1: California. It goes from Mount Whitney to in the south to Yosemite, to the valley of Yosemite National Park. It's about 220 miles long, more or less. And I think it was established, you know, I think they started to think about the trail at the end of the 19th century, um, but was named after John Muir, who's a naturalist um, and had a huge appreciation for nature. And now people go on it and, you know, hike as little as a day or as much as the whole length for a month.
0: Now, do you need permits for this? You do. You? Okay, you do. Yeah. You don't need to have to be guided. You can camp. You
1: don't have to be guided, although I was lucky because I was guided by Rhea oh. and by her friend Melanie because while well, oh, Ria and I, Melanie, Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, they're, you know, they are like old hands at this hiking yeah. thing. And, you know, this was kind of my first time doing it all by myself <laughs> with, you know, carrying everything on my back. So... Um, Ria was awesome and a good teacher, and you know on how how this should be done the right way
0: is it uh, are there uh stricter regulations about like you gotta leave nothing behind exactly. and you gotta, okay yep does that, that include stuff. your uh it you includes know, your number paper, two
1: but not the number two itself okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because when I was in like i did a rafting thing on the yeah. grand canyon, okay, and that is you get to uh, everything out okay yep. uh, everything I gotcha. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then sit on the raft with it, which is uh. fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's good times. Good times. <laughs> um, so, how how many days were you on the trail?
1: Um, we started in in about the middle and went in for a day and then came out the next day because we had bad weather. Oh, um, so we went over a pass and hit hit a hit a storm that sort of went from rain to small hail to big hail, and um, and then like a sheet of ice afterwards. We it had was weather a in scary. August. We sure did.
0: Wow. Was yeah. It odd for the now. Did um, the guys say that? I think that's... it's
1: not. It's not completely. Um, unrealist you know uncommon but it was a little bit extreme in terms of the amount of hail we got and like the snow that it was on the ground so to the extent where a lot of people were like leaving the trail oh, wow. um so we decided to follow them and um then we went to um a little bit further south and or north a little bit further north and um and went back in at another point where the and and we waited a few days so that the weather was nice, and we hiked for seven seven days, and it was seven beautiful days. the whole time. Yeah.
0: So you got to bring a lot of food up there.
1: You got to bring a lot of food. You got to put in a bear canister. Um. make sure can- our friends, oh, right. yeah, the yeah. good old bears, don't Did get it. Did you see it. any bears? No. Oh. So I'm a little disappointed. Yeah,
0: I know. Part of it is and like, so it w- scary, but part of it is like, I yeah. want to see a bear. Yeah,
1: we were all kind of disappointed at the end. And I was telling Ria, maybe we should go to the L.A. Zoo, you know, take a picture <laughs> of a few bears and pretend. Put you your know. packs on yeah. and just point to it. I think we should do it. <laughs> I think we should do it, yeah.
0: Okay, but, you know, for people, they can't see you, but yeah. uh, you, you're all, you know, you, Melanie, and Ria are all... You know, Let's say diminutive little uh, women, people. <laughs> little smaller smaller people, we're and little
1: people. Yeah. How
0: many pounds were you guys carrying in on your back?
1: So I think um, I was carrying up to thirty-five once we got the water in, okay. and then Which maybe half like of Melanie. Yeah, yeah, half. That, <laughs> God love you. You're the best. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> See how
0: that's done, fellas.
1: Exactly. There you I go. I hope you're again. writing all this down. Half the body weight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So about thirty-five to forty pounds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did you did you break it up like, okay, you carry the food, you carry the tents, you carry the sleeping we bags? We all
1: carried our own sleeping bags, we all okay. carried a one person tent. Um the oh, food, one person tent.
0: You didn't mm-hmm. do, do the one three person
1: no, tent No, no, because I think I think that would have gone too uneven. Like it was it was a way to sort of we all carried sort of our own stuff and then what we did break up was the food. So um, we were all responsible for like two breakfasts and two okay. lunches and stuff like that.
0: So uh, what about things to start uh, could you start are you allowed to start fires up there or um, in some places
1: you okay. were. Yeah. So, so we did we did have a fire in our last night. So okay. that was nice. <laughs> Seven yeah. days. See, yeah, but- yeah
0: I, I like camping, but uh, after five days, you know, Kilimanjaro, and yeah. I did the huts. Yeah. And I did a week in the Serengeti we were camping.
1: Okay. I I, I, I did I the same done. thing as you in um, the Masai Mara.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But
1: camping. But, yeah, this was really a challenge for me, I think. It was the first time I'd ever been out in the wilderness for, like, that amount of time, and then also having to be responsible for bringing everything in and everything out.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. So where were you during the hailstorm?
1: So we were on the side of a mountain, um... About halfway to our destination, once we went over the top, um, and then just decided to stop because we had to, we were all freezing. We had oh, yeah. ponchos on, but it was so cold, we were all like shaking, and so we wanted to get into a tent. So, four of us piled into a one person tent.
0: Well, who's the fourth?
1: Um, the fourth is Jeanette. So this is a friend of Melanie's. Oh, okay. So I met Melanie and Jeanette for the first, f- you know, for the first time on this trip, and we all and got you really met cozy. Very close. We all got very cozy the first Shared night. Shared some body warmth. Yeah, exactly.
0: So what kind of elevation were we talking? That was about,
1: about ten, I think. It, uh, oh, well, okay. or ten or eleven, because it was almost twelve thousand feet at the top of that pass when oh, we wow. started going down. Okay, yeah. the,
0: the toughest part of the whole hike.
1: I think for me the toughest part was the length of of uh, distance wise we had to hike each day, and it really it wasn't that much because it was like on average nine miles maybe a day. But I had the wrong shoes, oh, I think. Shoes and are I everything. developed a lot of blisters. That, that's
0: awful. So I was
1: kind of mad at myself the whole time. And if I had had the right shoes, I think I would have been able to go a little further. But um, what can you do? Were they new? They weren't new. I did the. I used them for the Everest Base Camp track. I just and those don't,
0: weren't. What was wrong with them?
1: Nothing. I think it's because I don't use them enough, uh, and my feet walk were like. The city. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, they were just mad at me. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you did this. This is seven days. Yeah. What was the? So that was your least favorite part, yeah. what was your favorite part?
1: I just think um, sort of coming around the bend and seeing how beautiful everything was. I mean, it's just every sort of spot was just breathtaking. So, and I, being from the East Coast and in, living in Brooklyn, I don't see like gorgeous <laughs> mountains in the Sierra Nevada every day. <laughs> and these lakes that you, you know are completely see-through, you could see to the bottom. I mean, it was just the scenery. It was just spectacular. Well, you got
0: Prospect Park. It's beautiful. Well, let me is tell it-
1: you, I love this guy. He knows about Prospect I lived Park. lived in Brooklyn. So that is my favorite. I live very close to Prospect Park. Where That's do you my, live? I live in a neighborhood called Ken's
0: yeah, I lived in Park Slope.
1: Okay, so I used to live in Park Slope, but Park Slope got way too uh, I know. Shwank, I was there in 96, 97. There you go.
0: When I was 21. Oh, thanks.
1: of course. Of course you were. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, I mean, now we had a beautiful apartment. I can't imagine what it goes for now. I went, We were at Fifth Avenue and Third Street.
1: So I'll tell you, was it a one-bedroom?
0: No, bedroom? no, no. I had two roommates.
1: Oh, was it two-roommates? Yeah, well, I yeah, could tell no. you what it would be if you sold it. But it, it, was, but I it mean... was
0: ground floor, mm-hmm. two levels. Mm-hmm. So we had a big basement. There was like a whole master bedroom. Uh, bedroom downstairs and another bathroom. I mean,
1: way over a million. And then
0: another bathroom up top. Might be
1: 1.3 million now or something. Well, no,
0: like we that. were renting. I'm but, saying uh, if you were to buy oh, it. Oh, buying, yeah. yeah it's, it's ridiculous. Got a, oh, well. Oh, yeah. God. I can't even remember what the rent is. I can't even imagine. Yeah. But, uh anyway. yeah, now it's all baby strollers and stuff Indeed. there. Indeed. You don't have one of those, do you? I don't have a baby okay. stroller. Okay. No. That would be hard to take on the John Muir trail. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> So now, are you hooked on it? Do you want to do uh, some more mountains?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I was telling you know, Ria and the other girls we travel with that I wanted to try and incorporate this somehow into my life back in New York City. So I joined a couple of meetup groups for hiking. Right. So I think you know I'll give it a shot. Um, I, I'm not an expert by any means. I have a lot more to learn. So I think it's a good thing to do. So yeah, I'll but there's it. great
0: hikes in like, uh, you go upstate and like yeah, the Berkshires and exactly, all that other stuff. Exactly.
1: That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: So tell me about Everest. Going so to Everest Base Camp.
1: Everest was awesome. That what was, year was this? This was 2011, maybe October. Okay. I think it was October of 2011, or okay, November of 2011. Okay. Thank you,
0: Rhea. Yeah. Um,
1: and that was um, Rhea's the court
0: I, reporter here. She sure me. is.
1: She sure is. I'm just taking notes, also. <laughs> um, it was it was uh, like almost three weeks in total, but I think the trip the trek was like a little under two weeks or like eleven days or something like that. Um, we flew in to Lukla, which is one of the highest airports mm-hmm. out there, and then started the cam- started the trek. And you can only get to base camp on foot, and so you know that's we just started going up.
0: Another friend of mine, uh, Lauren Rock, who was here, or Lauren Mark now, um, she did it as well. Uh-huh. And you guys would say it, it's it's you get to the base camp, yeah and there's nothing really there right it's just a sign and no. it, and it moves all the time yeah. right it's it's different every year it really. was
1: pretty anticlimactic yeah, we got to the base camp and by then i a was nice view. i by then i was feeling and i'm sure Rhea was feeling terrible um you know because of yeah. the elevation and just wanted to head, start heading down and so it was like we get to the base camp and we're like what it's a yeah. giant glacier and you can't even see that you can't even see everest
0: Come on, really? Yeah, you
1: cannot see Everest from the base. Like you're on Everest, but it's sort of behind it. Okay, like you not it's, see
0: it. It's the biggest mountain. It's in the so world.
1: big um, that it's like it's just behind a. It's behind another mountain.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: and so that was you know also another bummer.
0: Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> a better view of it, lower down. But
1: it's the same as as the John Muir Trail. Like literally every step we took, we were like, just stop, look around. Yeah. It is so gorgeous. Um, and that I think was one of, right. if not the Best trip I've ever taken. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: How high was base camp?
1: 17.5, I okay. think, about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah.
0: I told you earlier, I just did uh, Kilimanjaro Kil- yep. in February, and that's 19.3.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, were you dying?
0: When, when did it hit you? I, can, I, I didn't start feeling it really until 15,000 feet. Okay. And so- that seems to be, and I just did a 13-something in Colorado, and that was fine. Okay. Um, and mean, you have trouble sleeping, right, but other right, than right, that, and you, right. you, know, you pee a lot for some reason. Yeah, uh, but I, I was fine. I, I did too. like no I nausea or anything like that. Mountaintop. Yeah, but um, um, 15 is when I started to like get the headache, nausea, and that kind of I stuff. I think
1: it was around around 14. Yeah. 14, 15, similar. Mm-hmm.
0: So, how yep. did it affect you?
1: Um, so I got a really bad headache. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad headache. So that's um, – and it just it just never went away until we went down.
0: Right. Yeah. And but I
1: don't – I know, was never nauseous. You know, I oh, drank really? a lot. Uh-uh. We never lost our appetite. Rhea and I like ate like crazy. Oh, really? I, uh, maybe I gained an app- more of an appetite there. <laughs> the food was delicious. It was just the headache I think was really bad. And then just in general, you don't feel like you have enough, enough yeah. energy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. was this tent? This is tent as well. Are this you, was there, um,
1: like little guest houses. So we oh, stop okay. along the way, and they were like just sort of very basic rooms with like a cot in it, and there was no heat, so you'd still need like a really good sleeping bag right. and stuff. But it was, you know, it was it was pretty nice. Do
0: they burn the dung? The yak they, dung? They or whatever? sure
1: do burn the mm. dung. I, yeah, you just brought that that Smells feeling right great. back. Yeah, we'd be like we'd be like warming our hands by the fire, playing cards <laughs> or crosswords, and sniffing the dung. Yeah, at night. Yeah, waiting for our dinner.
0: How big of a group was it?
1: Um, so it was just Rhea and I, um, you know, among the, you know, the two of us that knew each other, then our guide, two Sherpas, and um, two other guys from Australia who were uh, probably in their 50s Australia. or 60s. Yeah, they were awesome. They were everywhere. They were a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: The, just the four of you?
1: Just four climbers. Us. Boy, yeah, well, that was a great group. Yeah, it was. It was great. I was
0: in a group of like ten going up oh, Kilimanjaro. Oh wow!
1: Yeah, I guess you could be in a group of ten, but I think the, the the company we went with probably keeps it small. And then and then just because it was kind of towards the end of the season, maybe there were fewer. Yeah, we went through a local company too. Okay. Um, was
0: this the deal that I had that it's like there's somebody carry, we had a, a porter to carry our big bag? Yes. And then you carry a day pack?
1: Yep. Okay. Exactly.
0: And then someone to cook? And then.
1: Uh, it's the people that cooked were the ones at the actual guest houses. Oh, right. So they're, right, they're right, up there all the time. Yeah, exactly. Boy. So that was good. Yeah. Boy, I'm
0: sure they're adjusted. Yeah. No nausea for them. No,
1: it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Okay.
0: The, um, what was the thing you didn't really expect? that surprised you the most about Everest Base Camp? Um, The fact that you couldn't see it from the top? (laughs) From the base camp? I
1: mean, that was a big surprise, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think we learned along the way, so I was able to, like, you know, deal with it once we got to base camp. Um, I think that what surprised me the most was, like, sort of how kind of stuck in time or... the the community was in terms of the, like, or resistant, maybe, I don't know if they were resistant or not, but you can't, you can't easily build roads there, but like, it was just so, everything was so pristine and preserved. And the fact that the only way you could get there was to walk and do a really hard walk, you know, just made it all the more special for me, I think. And it was just like that, but, but, but there were communities there living on the mountain. So obviously they were getting stuff up and down, but it was just, you know, it was just sort of like, I don't know. It was just very different than, you know, anything I, We've I've experienced growing up, and it, it yeah.
0: didn't inspire you to uh, one day make it to the top. No. Yeah, I know. That's everybody's. everybody not at was all. Like Rhea said the same thing, yep. and Lauren yep. said the same thing. They're I like, no, no you're nuts to do nuts. That is
1: a suicide mission. Yeah,
0: and really, really expensive. Yeah, really I mean expensive. it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I'm not you a I, I don't, I'm not and, a oh. mountain climber. I I try to do hiking every once in a while. That's about it.
0: I know you had to come back, and everybody goes, "Did you see all the uh, empty air?" Canisters, canisters right. it's like yeah, no, that's
1: way uh-uh. up. There. Exactly. <laughs> no,
0: right. we could have brought it back if we were, you know, exactly. we saw them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so you did Everest. Yeah. You did the John Muir Trail. Yeah. Any other big mountains have you done?
1: No. No. Okay. Not at all.
0: Where has your work taken you? Like the craziest place your work. Okay, has taken? so the
1: I I would say the craziest. I mean, there's so many places that I've been lucky enough for work to take me to. Um, the crazy one of the craziest places I've been to is North Korea.
0: You went. How did you get into North Korea?
1: So I so I, I was in the Peace Corps after the Peace Corps in Ukraine. You skipped over the whole Peace Corps thing? Yeah, I skipped over the whole Peace Corps. Wait a yeah. minute. Wait,
0: w- let's okay, let's back, could, it up. Back, up oh, back it up. We can back up after college.
1: Go to Peace Corps. Rhea, if you want more yeah.
0: wine, you can go help Yeah, Rhea, yourself. go ahead. Please. And
1: have some of mine.
0: <laughs> the, uh, so right was this right out of college?
1: Right out of college. Okay, went to Peace Corps. Yeah.
0: Now, I heard there's like a, it's like a training. it's like a...
1: There is there's Long a training. training. It's in the country you go to. It used to not be like my dad was in the Peace Corps. He was in Lesotho. He trained in Harlem. Cuz I guess that's where you That was as close as he yeah, could get. Yeah, to um <laughs> to sub-Saharan Africa, which is pretty sad. That's frightening. Yep. So that's where his training was. My training was in Ukraine. Um, closer to the capital but not in the capital because okay. you didn't want to like be like, you know, this is the cap, you know, like create the impression that you were going to live in like a, a very developed part of the country, right, because yeah. it could be anywhere.
0: So it the 99, 2000?
1: Um, yep, exactly. So
0: the wall just came down.
1: Well, it had come down 10 years ago, 91. Oh,
0: 89. Yeah, 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 really
1: yeah. or whatever. But, the Soviet Union yeah, broke up. Yeah, but the, country I'm thinking was, the country's very new. It's very new. Yeah, it was very new. It still and had the same president.
0: Still very with, stable over there exactly, in Ukraine. Boy, exactly. they're having a time. Um, so, yeah. okay, you're in the Ukraine. Yeah. Which, I mean, infrastructure-wise, is not there. You know, it's not...
1: It's not too bad. It's not like okay. what you would expect if you went to a very, very underdeveloped, um, you know, resource-poor country. Um, they've got infrastructure in terms of roads and bridges. Um, maybe communication isn't as good. You know, there were no cell phones. Um, landlines were hard to come by, so you might have to, like, borrow somebody's landline. Very people, few people had televisions, so... Um, what was
0: your mission as a Um So I was a teacher. Partner. I was okay. an English
1: teacher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was good stuff.
0: So you weren't building, like, uh, bridges? I was not. And, okay. I wasn't
1: digging wells. No. <laughs> no. I was an English teacher, and but I was sent to Sevastopol, which is the southernmost city in Crimea, which is now oh. Russia.
0: Is that on the Black Sea?
1: That's on the Black Sea. Mm. So it's a beautiful... So they basically... It was like a lottery, not a lottery, but it was like an, a big ceremony where they basically they pulled your name out and they said, Amy's going to so-and-so, you know? And so when they announced where I was going, it was like I won the lottery because, yeah. because it was a very, it's a cool place.
0: It seems like a place where the summers would be great and the yeah. winters would be horrendous. Well,
1: they're not that bad. They're not bad that They're kind of like, uh, like a New York winner or something, okay. you know, not like a Siberia winner.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. a Chicago winner. Exactly. Where I'm from. <laughs> a
1: Chicago winner. Exactly. Not like that at all.
0: Craziest thing that happened in the Ukraine in your two years in the Peace Corps. Oh, jeez you ever arrested?
1: I'm never arrested. I, well, I, so I could, I could sort of, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to one of my friends. They thought she was a spy. Mm. And so she was interrogated for several hours because the city I I lived in was home of the Black Sea Fleet. And it used to be a closed city for, from, from both regular Ukrainian and Russian from civilians, basically, because it was um, uh, the, the Naval headquarters. So they're always they that region has always been very skeptical of foreigners and you're always getting like is the peace corps the CIA that sort of thing but it and so um at some point towards the end of our service one one girl was like sort of intercepted at, I don't know where she was but she was interrogated um and held for like uh, several hours um mm. because they thought she was a spy
0: What so um, how long was your service there 2 years
1: A little over 2 years Wow yeah. that's a long time Yeah I never went home 9/11 happened when I was there I the, I'm, it was 2002. By the time I got home, what was
0: the reaction there when they were watching it on TV? It
1: was really um, a lot of people were very um, sympathetic. They like apologized. They said, "I'm so sorry this happened to your country." The kids were sort of fooling around that I was teaching with. You know, like I think early on they thought they they knew that it was Bin Laden and that sort of thing. Right. So they were kind of joking around, playing like you know Bin Laden and the U.S. Like Jeez. you know, Cowboys I mean, and Indians. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but I think you know. It, it was I think everybody was very like, you know, sympathetic and right, you know, thoughtful of
0: Until we invaded Iraq and then they weren't so sympathetic. Yeah,
1: probably. <laughs> yep, that's a likely story. <laughs> yeah. And then I went home. So
0: Oh okay. Yeah. Two years in Ukraine. Right. Now we don't we don't get really political on the show, but uh, Go for it. Would you when you see what's happening now? Yeah. Could when you were there, could you see something like that happening in the future? You know, almost was because Was Russia just like their it hanging over like a shadow so it
1: wasn't like russia itself was hanging over but there was but there's there's a clear distinction between the russian population and the ukrainian population in the country i mean if you you could slice ukraine down the middle and it's all russian on one side and all ukrainian on the yeah, other the west and the east yeah. exactly and 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 there you know they're always going to be leaning towards russia and then the west is always leaning towards eu and stuff mm-hmm. like that so you knew like things might it wouldn't it it wouldn't. It doesn't surprise me that things have sort of bubbled to the surface and gotten to where they are. It's very sad, um, but it's not entirely surprising.
0: But like Russia, it's probably all like insanely corrupt yes. in terms of yeah, yeah, yeah. bribery and oh, yeah. Uh, like the officials. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> so yeah. And were you just in Kyrgyzstan or something?
1: Um, I was in um. Khaz- I was recently in Kazakhstan last month okay. or in, Ju- in June. In June, and I'm going to, I'm go, but I'm going to Kyrgyzstan next month. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: the Borad anyway. country. Yeah. Okay. Kazakhstan, the Borad country. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. they must hate. It. Oh, yeah. They must hate it so much. Well,
1: e- either that or, you know, they've never even heard of the movie and, you know, it doesn't interest them yeah, at all. So, which is good. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, to go on what you do, autism. Yeah. Uh, I know very little about it, but yeah. I know it's like uh, increased tenfold or something in the last 20 years, right? Yeah. So, is it the same situation around the world?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of countries don't really have the um resources to um, do a rigorous study of what the prevalence of autism is in the community, but they I think with greater awareness and like um understanding of disability and what autism looks like, they're recognizing that it's become more and more common and want to do something about it
0: but is it something where it's like it was always there and we didn't know what it was yes that, that's it, what, it might that, have been that much you know when we were growing up. You know, yeah,
1: right? I think, I mean, I think that's sort of where the science, you know, what the science is showing. Right. Um, and that it's just being, you know, people are more able to recognize it. Clinicians know better how to diagnose it. We understand that it's a spectrum. It's not people that are severe, you know, and that have that, like, sort of typical symptoms, like you might, you know, like Rain Man, for example. Yeah. But people with more, you know, more abilities, you know.
0: Or some people, like, you see kids who look, completely you know quote unquote normal oh
1: yeah exactly and
0: they say oh my kid's yeah. autistic well, so it looks
1: right right fine you, to me. you can never tell tell mm-hmm. a child is uh, has autism by just looking at them okay yeah.
0: so your purpose is to like create awareness of it yeah create
1: awareness help governments that say you know this is something we think is important and we want to address how do we do it because okay. i think um our country has had some success in doing that and so we're now trying to you know sort of share our best practices and Help where we can in that area. Okay, I almost yeah. forgot the
0: most fascinating place. You got oh, to talk yeah. about North Korea. Oh
1: yeah, well, I, I, like yep.
0: Uh, there's only I, I I've never talked to anybody in this country who's been I in North knew it. Korea. <laughs>
1: Have you? Has anybody? I mean... I suspected. Has
0: anybody ever met anybody who's been to North Korea?
1: Yeah, I... Um, I was,
0: I've been to Seoul. That's as close so as I've I got. I've never been to
1: South Korea. Come on. So, uh-uh. I've never well, been to South we, Korea. Well, we could
0: drive but... like a mile down the street here to Koreatown. I and to, I, uh, I work Koreatown. across the
1: street from K-Town in Manhattan. So, okay. Yeah.
0: No, this is... We got the K-Town, honey. Oh, this I
1: is, know. I know. You this is guys beat me. You guys You may be,
0: think you, you have K-Town, but yeah, Rhea will back me up on this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Biggest population outside of Seoul?
1: Yeah, We're very proud of saying. Yeah, um, Good
0: stuff. so tell me, North Korea.
1: So after Peace Corps, I worked for a humanitarian aid organization, um, and the organization is called AmeriCares. Um, I've heard of this. Yeah, they're based in Connecticut. W- one of the unique things about the or- this organization was they didn't receive U.S. aid funding or government funding, and an organization that sort of operates solely on private money can do whatever they want, right? So um, and 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 I think a U.S. aid-funded agency would not have the ability to go to Cuba, for example, or North Korea, right? But we had had established in the late '90s there were a bunch of floods in in North Korea and a a famine, and so the Korean government, uh, also North Korean government, uh, also known as DPRK, mm-hmm. established something called the Flood Disaster Rehabilitation Commission or something like that, and that was the mechanism through which organizations could um, deliver aid. So our organization partnered with them. And sent medical aid over to North Korea. And every time we did that, we had to go. Um, and so it was during the time I was working for the organization in a three-year period, I went four times. Four times in yeah. North Korea? Yeah.
0: So you fly into Pyong- Pyongyang?
1: You, cannot, you You fly to Pyongyang, but you can only fly in through Beijing or right. through Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia. Okay. Um, so we threw in, flew wow. in through Beijing and you get the visas in Beijing.
0: Now you you talk about like the old Beijing that was quiet. Yes. I got to think that city has got to be silent,
1: right? So that's that was the weirdest thing you know about my first impression. Get it going into flying into Pyongyang and just sort of driving through the city was that it looked like what Beijing did in the late eighties, right? Like it was very similar, you know, because nothing had, you know, no market economy, no advertising, bicycles, very few bicycles, very few cars. Right. There are, you know, when we went, there were traffic guards in very big streets. You know how the Soviet sort of um, socialist systems big build these big streets. So the
0: tanks and the parades could go down. Oh, of course,
1: right. But there's a traffic guard in there directing traffic that doesn't exist. (laughs) I mean, it everybody's got to like, have
0: a job. It, can...
1: Exactly. But it was like the Twilight Zone. I That's mean, it was so weird. such a, I mean, it is the weirdest place I've ever been to. I
0: mean, did you get the, I mean, you got that brainwashing sense of that they're all like yes. the cult of personality? I, yeah, that,
1: yeah. I mean, no, nobody was trying to beat any sort of ideology, you know, on us or whatever, or trying to say, you know, the U.S. is terrible X, Y, and Z. But, you know, they were all very sort of, you know... Um, similar in the types of responses they had. And, you know, every time we went, we got to see a different monument or a different, um, you know, show or whatever. And they were all extremely patriotic about Kim Il-sung or Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il and, yeah. you know, um, we went to his mausoleum. Um, we went to the went to Ho Chi Minh Housel-
0: Mausoleum. Yeah, I've in been to Ho Chi Minh. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. So, just a, a bizarre place. Isn't it weird? A bizarre place. So, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So that you can just see that they they all drank the Kool Aid and they believe it. Yeah, and, and it's, um, it was
1: it was it's just it's unbelievable. If you know to to try and picture what would happen if sort of the government decided, you know, what we're going to open up because I I bet you overnight it would be different. You yeah. know, I mean, that's all it would take. You know, would be that that. That change. Something so
0: close. I mean, no internet, no communication to the outside of the world. No internet, the only newspaper –
1: there was one newspaper – and the funny thing is when they read the news, they would actually stick the newspaper on the screen and just read off of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good programming.
1: It was good times. Uh, And, you know, it was so funny that all the English literature was, you know, full of propaganda. And any little thing from, like, a calculator to, like, a nuclear warhead was invented by Kim Jong-il. Of course it was. You know, I mean, it was just hilarious. But, like, just so fascinating, you know? And, you know, at that time, the relationship between the U.S. and North Korea, you know, not that it was ever good, but I think there were, there were, like, six, or five country party talks and they had sort of disintegrated. So they started separating all the U.S. um, visitors with uh, the other foreign tourists. So the U.S. visitors had to stay in a guest house. I was in the middle of nowhere, and it was literally like myself and my colleague in a giant mansion. It was like The Shining, and there was like two of everything. There was like two waiters, two um, I don't know. I mean, it was right. just, you were
0: just never unescorted. No, I mean, never, never
1: unescorted. Right. Yeah, it was it was it was wild. It I was saw wild. something on
0: TV where they were they were bringing journalists in, or yeah, and uh, they had like a computer room set up or some business, right? And everybody was like staring at the screens, but you could tell they weren't really they plugged weren't on. in, or they were like. Or, like <laughs> They're supposed to be on the internet, and yeah. they don't really know what to do. Like,
1: mm-hmm. It's on a site, but it. they don't really... I believe it. So
0: they're kind of acting like they're working. Yeah. It, was, it was the weirdest yeah. the thing. Yeah, it's thing.
1: just weird. It's just bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. So yeah.
0: seeing it from that, did you notice how much shorter they were compared to... No, I
1: that's mean... the thing they say
0: about like you go to stunting. like Koreans and... Yeah, because they've been malnourished exactly. over the years. Exactly,
1: chronic malnutrition. I did and they're notice tiny. that they are they um, like the ones
0: that escape into South Korea. You could always pick oh, them out yeah. on the like in the streets, yeah, because they were like so much shorter.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the- um, so I didn't. I don't know if I noticed that per se because, like I said, I saw so few people. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the streets walking around, and we were isolated from everybody else. But we did go to hospitals. We did go to orphanages because that's where we were sending the aid. And I could tell you that the kids did not look good. I mean, they were adorable, of course, but they were ve- you know, there was a lot of stunted growth. Yeah. You know, malnutrition, um, you know, just a lot of like skin conditions and stuff like that. I mean, it was tough to see. But could
0: they at could they speak to you and like ask you anything or
1: Yeah, and you know, we talked about music and they taught us a song and you know, I think our first trip we 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 rocked it out in the karaoke room in um in the big mansion. Um and Sang some Korean songs and some like older, you know, American songs. I can't remember. Do they know any
0: American music? I think
1: so. I just, I I wish my memory was a little better, but I think it's like basics, yeah. Like they might know, I mean, the Beatles aren't American, but they know like, you know, classic. Western music, yeah. Yeah, I I think they they do know know some Western music, yeah. Because Hmm. the thing is, the people we were interacting with on a daily basis were the people from the foreign affairs ministry, right? Right. So they've been trained um, to learn all about you know, Americans or Europeans or whatever. So they have a certain level of knowledge about that.
0: You get to watch TV.
1: Did watch TV? But was it was just th- the news. Is it, it was, one channel? It was it was a couple channels. I think it was either one or a couple channels. But it was like the news, you know, the news um, newspaper right. again on the screen, <laughs> and then like a lot of sort of um, soap operas, but okay. all very propaganda e. And strangely yeah. enough,
0: TBS. Yeah. What are the odds?
1: There, there you go. Exactly. I think I saw you. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Actually, <laughs> selling some products. Yeah. A
0: Film junket somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow, that's an amazing story.
1: Yeah. It was wow. it was just incredible. I would love to go back. But. Okay.
0: Um... One other strange country that, yeah. you, that uh, if you never go back to, you'd be okay with.
1: Oh, you know what? That's, that's a quest, that is a tough one because I don't know if there's...
0: Would you go back everywhere?
1: I think I'd go back everywhere. What I, what I have trouble with is going back just because I want to go someplace new. Right, yeah. But there are countries where I would... Um, I, I don't know. There's very few where I would never go back. Turkmenistan was a little bizarre.
0: Okay, and why? Um,
1: but I would actually like to go back. It was how it was, was that different
0: than Kyrgyzstan? So, in,
1: it, because there. Um because they had a very sort of cult of personality type leader, similar to Kim Il-sung yeah. or whatever. At the time, his name was Turkmen Bashi. And that literally translated into the leader of all Turkmen. Mm-hmm. He named every day of the week on about very subtle, himself. Very subtle. Oh, I mm-hmm. mean, it was ridiculous. No ego right? problem there. So there was, you know, it was just very we, – and, and we were very tightly controlled when we were in that country. In fact, we weren't even allowed to leave the city, the capital. So we had more mobility – Freedom in North Korea than we did in Turkmenistan, and it was just weird. It was just um, you know, very just a weird place. And I mean, it, the leader has since changed, so maybe it's different now. But it was it was a little strange.
0: Now, as a woman, do you get the bad vibe places? Do you got to like dress appropriately in some of these? Um,
1: um, I things? I don't get the bad vibe vibe places in East Asia. I would say in any big East Asian city, I haven't. Um, mostly in the in the in the stands, um, not. Um, in I would say, since some cities in Eastern Europe and in Russia and Ukraine, it's tough because you know there's a lot of alcoholism. There's a mm-hmm. lot of you know I don't know. It's just um, men and women are sort of on, you know not not on equal terms. So it's it, it's kind of tricky in those places. Yeah. <laughs> did
0: you feel tall in any of those countries? Um, North Korea. Did, feel, did you I at least f- feel a little tall? I, I might. For the have first felt time little in little your tall. life,
1: I felt a little <laughs> tall in Guatemala. I would say. When, <laughs> oh really? When, when Rhea and I went to Guatemala for Renee, you've, you, whom you've yeah, also yeah, awesome yeah. interviewed for her wedding, you know. Um, there's some... I mean, I guess it depends on the ethnicity of the people because sure. there's so many different ethnicities in Guatemala. Oh, there's
0: but- some of those Indian uh, women. Like the, the yeah. Indian groups down there. Yeah. Exactly. Like Peru, same thing. Yes, tiny, Tiny Peru. women. And- so
1: I, ca- I kind of felt like, you know, kind of like a giant. you towering over them. Yeah, not bad. All
0: five, two of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, okay, well, how are we doing here? Oh, okay, we can try wrapping it up. Okay. Your craziest uh, flight... Or travel story. Plane, train, automobile. God, anything break down, so anything uh, <sighs> frightening I'm to almost think. crash, near death experience?
1: Um plane, I think flying on um Air Corio, which is the North Korean airline, was a little bizarre because that oh, was also a snapshot in, like, 50 years ago history, you know? And, and I flew I
0: Cubana Air. It was like an Eisenhower I've been to plane. Cuba, too,
1: but I, fl- I fl- it was a different... Okay. It was a different... I think it was, like, you know, um Taco or ta- Paco or whatever it's called in Guatemala. <laughs> it's taco. taco. You know, is it like, Taco? No, it It's, ta- it's Taco. I just
0: like that you said Taco. <laughs> it's called
1: Taco. I think it's called the Fajita <laughs> Airlines. Terrible. Yeah, okay. Um, a lot of travel on trains, and I feel like... You know, I'm sure, like, if I, you know, thought long and hard, I'd think about a crazy story about a train ride. But, you know, there's it's, – it's just been a lot of um, rides where it's, you know, the unexpected happens where something would, you know, would break down or – you know, we'd get kicked off for some reason or, you know, they'd check our documents to make sure we were legit or whatever. But, no, you know, nothing too scary, I think, fortunately. Okay. Con- so,
0: Country with your favorite food and country with your least favorite food?
1: Um, country with my favorite food would probably be Sri Lanka.
0: Oh, I, I still haven't been. Sri
1: Lanka is an amazing. It's place. It's very
0: Thai-like or Indian. It's, more it's Indian-like Indian, Indian, southern Indian. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: was lucky to go there after the tsunami in two thousand four. I oh. was like sort of. I was the the point.
0: Lucky person. is one way to. I it. I was
1: lucky. It okay. is it is one of my favorite places on the. It's planet. It's starting
0: to open up a little more, isn't it? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think because of the political situation, it goes off and on. You know, with um, um it was like a
0: civil war happening. Exactly,
1: there. exactly. So I'm that that I think the food is incredible there. I think the food in Central Asia. Eh, Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, like the kebab. Sometimes you're like, what type of meat is this? Well, you, you get know? the flavor
0: of the yak dung fire. Exactly. Just cooking oh, it nice. And, and
1: so, yes, yeah, speaking of, I had camel milk and horse milk in my last trip to Kazakhstan. And I could probably do without those.
0: Okay. So. What did they feed you in North Korea.
1: Um, delicious food.
0: Okay. Delicious well, food. Korean that's food where is I really good. Of, <laughs> and
1: Korean food is delicious. And that's sort of where I de- developed like a real, like, I think a real like love of Korean food mm-hmm. was during that time. Cold noodle is their big thing oh, in Pyongyang, okay. um, which I don't think I've had in the States. Um, but all the other stuff, delicious. Okay.
0: Yeah. Any, uh, your closest brush with the law? Any uh, arrests? Or, um, I um, think
1: the only closest brush with the law was when I was on a train once and I might have tried to bribe a conductor for allowing us to get off at some place it wasn't china it was in china or russia i don't remember but but the the police i think it was in i think it was in russia and he was like are you trying to bribe me and i was like no 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 so i had to back up you know but we were trying <laughs> and then to he get,
0: went no that's how it works exactly. give it give it yeah right don't so deny I, it bring so, it out
1: so he you know he wasn't into that so that was kind of scary okay
0: he wasn't into it
1: he wasn't the into, first he, russian
0: official he, he never to be it was take eastern a bribe? europe
1: or somewhere i don't know not into it yeah Okay. Yeah. So, but I think I've been very lucky. Like, um, how many bribes wise. have
0: you had to give out? You've had to give out. That's how.
1: I, so I don't know because you know in a lot of places you just have drivers, but inevitably, like on your way from like the airport to the hotel, you get stopped six times by the road right. police or whatever. And I think they probably have to give out a lot of bribes, but I haven't personally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Your worst uh, hotel experience and best hotel experience. Mm.
1: My best hotel was was probably also in Sri Lanka because it was an um, old sort of colonial hotel. It was just very charming. Yeah. Um, Worst hotel was in Milan um in milan in milan because i was traveling with not
0: my, in north korea not, not in kyrgyzstan we, actually, we or... actually
1: uh-uh we actually didn't italy we, and we okay. didn't even end up staying there because my, i think my mom booked it on like orbits and it was like totally trashy <laughs> and like not clean and the guy who worked at the um worked in the lobby looked like bella lugosi mm-hmm. and so um so we moved and we didn't even stay there for the night but like you know you wouldn't <laughs> expect it but yeah in and, oh, Guatemala was pretty bad, too. Every now and See, then, I've you See, I've been know, to
0: Guatemala. Tell yeah. me about Guatemala. You went to the Tikal We went to
1: the, we went to, um, I didn't we didn't know. go to Tikal. We, no, we, we'll mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we went to Lake Tikal. Oh, yeah. I went to Tikal. That's the one and- by
0: Belize, right?
1: Is it? I don't it's, even. know. I, I could
0: have taken a day trip from. Okay, yeah, I didn't do it. Right? Didn't
1: yeah, so <laughs> we, I knew it was on the table, but re-ass, re-ass, I didn't do it. Resetting us straight on where that okay. is. Okay, um, I know. Where, okay, so yeah, it was Guatemala. great. I think the thing. I think the issue was that we paid a lot of money for something that we could have paid like maybe a tenth for, or yeah. we should have paid a tenth for. And I, I don't usually do that. Like, so I was a little upset. <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it was good, right? Or no? Oh it was, pretty, like, oh, was, it was oh oh yeah, yeah. So a I've rat? been to places where there's rats. So wow. Rhee's reminding sure. me of one of Thailand. I've been to well, a Well you place live in New York, you can't be afraid of exactly. rats. Exactly. There's <laughs> probably one in my apartment right now, like sleeping in my bed. <laughs> Having um, some coffee. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Okay, if you if you were gonna retire someplace in the world, where would you go?
1: So Thailand is gorgeous. Yeah, I know. So that would be That's a good place. It's always up there. Right, right, right. I mean, I would probably say something like that. I think it would have to be in Asia somewhere. Yeah.
0: Okay. Are you more of like now more of the hardcore, uh, no, I want to say third world countries, but less built up countries? Or are you, are you do you still like Europe? Or I don't you, think
1: I discriminate. I think okay. I would go anywhere. And I think it's just, if, there, if there's something to see in that country, I'll go.
0: Where haven't you been that's killing you that you haven't been?
1: I would love to go to Papua New Guinea and okay. Australia, New Zealand. I've never been to that Come part on, of the world. Come really? on, I've never been to India. Stop it. No. So there's a lot of. You've been to
0: North Korea. Yeah. There's you've been a, to Sri Lanka. Yeah. You were right there.
1: Yeah. I've never been to a lot of these places that, you know. You were in I Nepal,
0: mean, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Just, just I know. drive go over down. This thing. I, yeah, exactly, exactly. Go downhill.
1: Exactly. I mean, how stupid is that? <laughs> but, you know, someday I'll get there, hopefully. The Philippines, I would love to go. Okay. So, yeah, uh, places like that. Oh, you've been? Yeah. Okay. Not a huge fan. <laughs> it's a big place. Maybe you just went to the wrong place.
0: Food sucks. Oh, yeah?
1: yeah. Okay.
0: Um,. So yeah. any other mountains you want to climb or anything you want to do? Um
1: I you know it'd be great to see a little more of the US. I haven't seen um you know a lot of a lot of the states. So I would do like more maybe more hiking in California. Um Rhea's telling me Utah's gorgeous. I'm going to be That's there. That's where I got
0: to go. That's the yeah. la- one of the last ones I got to do like southern U- like Bryce Canyon and all okay. that stuff. Okay.
1: So yeah, we're thinking Kings, I have a
0: Kings Canyon. Is, is it one? Kings Canyon? So yeah.
1: Um, uh, Moab
0: and all that stuff.
1: Moab um, Arches
0: National Arches, Park. yeah, that even yeah. Monument Valley. I haven't really done,
1: yeah. I have, I've never been to the state of Utah, but we have a conference coming up for my work next May that's like the big autism okay. conference. And so, I'm making Rhea come come. And it's in we'll, maybe. Salt Lake City, it is. I've been to so. Park City,
0: which is was mm. good skiing, but oh, that was... okay.
1: And I've never skied before, so I could try that. Come on, really? <laughs> I know it's weird, it's really, weird. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah. any other sports you want to try? You generally... Um. No. Now you're a mountain climber. Are you I a rock think, climber? I, 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 no, I don't do the rock climbing. Rock uh-huh. Rhea does the rock uh-huh. climbing. I'm that kind of scares climber. me. Yeah. yeah, I just, I got a height yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. Um, so, no. Okay, I don't think so. I could try that.
0: If you guys yeah. are into that, you, you, I don't know. Rhea, have you been to New Zealand?
1: No, I actually, I, I'm Zealand. making Rhea come with me, uh, or we're going to do the um, it's gorgeous. New Zealand, Australia, and Papua New Guinea. Yeah, yeah. and Alaska.
0: You guys oh, an, go and to. Antarctica.
1: I really want to go to Antarctica. Yeah,
0: that's my last continent I haven't been to. Oh, see,
1: I, you've been to, I yeah, I've never been to Australia, so. How
0: yeah. about any South America?
1: Um, Brazil, Peru, um, Ecuador. I've been to a lot of the Central American countries. Okay, Guatemala, so you've been, you Honduras. did the Machu Picchu thing? I've never done Machu Picchu. I went for work. I went to Peru oh. for work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We well, yeah. should
0: do the Inca Trail too.
1: Yeah, that's a good that's a good a suggestion. I have to try that one. That so. I went
0: during the rainy season. Ew. they're like, "Oh, you can take the train up or you can camp for 4 days in the rain." I was I'm going to take the
1: train up. Yeah.
0: I'm good with the train. Yeah.
1: Um Iceland I've also heard is awesome. Yeah. Like Reykjavik and the, you can see the whole place in, you know, in a, in a week. And it's only a 5-hour flight from New York. From New
0: York. Yeah. Yeah. i Poor you guys. Whenever I travel around yeah. uh, the world, i just like, oh, God, those New York bastards. It's so easy although to get everywhere. Although
1: you're a lucky bastard with the California. Only with for the, the Pacific California. Rim. Where exactly? And Hawaii. You can kick it to like, a, the that's Philippines. That's our advantage. Uh, yeah,
0: everywhere else in the world, it's
1: Yeah. So.
0: It's a time change alone. It, it's it it's blows, a tough it's blows. hard.
1: It's hard enough when you're just coming from... When I came
0: back from somebody. Africa, I was in South Africa, I was with a group and they were uh, there was a few girls from New York. Yeah. I had to go through JFK. Ugh coming back and they were like you know it's like 12 hours back to jfk yeah. and they're like oh it's so good to be home and i'm just looking at them oh, like oh i know i have six and a half i know it's hours you just you
1: cannot think about it oh, you cannot think the about it. it yeah yeah the yeah. worst and yeah.
0: i would be zipping over to london yeah. all the time mm-hmm.
1: oh. yep. it's it's good nice. stuff. yeah it's nice well thank you
0: thank you for coming in it was thanks great to meet for, you
1: thanks for chatting with me i
0: hope you had a fun time i did Okay, and is there, um, your organization, want to plug anything, your uh, Oh, wow, thing? okay,
1: why not? Yeah, I Does mean, I, a, I, 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 mean I think the website is Autism Speaks, I think. The autism yeah. website is... What do you do for a living again? AutismSpeaks.org, O-R-G. So okay. we're a non-profit, and uh, we fund research and um, awareness raising in the states and around the world. So take a look.
0: Yes, and donate. And you don't there even you have go. to pour a bucket of ice water hey, in it. No, you
1: don't. We'll think of something special for you guys to do. <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah. Well, Amy, it was great to meet you. You too. And thank you, Rhea. Mm-hmm. Good to see you again, Off as line. always. Any friend of Rhea is a friend of Mia. Aww. <laughs> I've been waiting all day to say that. That's
1: hilarious. <laughs> all
0: right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.